Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Hey, everybody. So before we get started with the actual episode today, we did want to make an announcement. We have a Patreon page now. Yay! <laughs> yes, we we have a Patreon. And if you have ever known me and if you have ever claimed to love me, you will subscribe to oh, this Patreon. Um <laughs> you you're there's there's so much fun stuff. You get to interact with us, you get to help pick some of our next topics. Mm-hmm. It it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And am I okay, so I'm not actually strong arming you and and basically saying if you love me, you would subscribe. But the I mean, people if, that subscribe love you more than the ones that don't. Yes, yes. That is yeah, all yeah, I'm that's saying. What, that's right. what he like, meant. I'm that's not saying meant. you don't love me. I'm just saying that I know who loves me more. And so, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's all. That's, but yeah, that's there's, all. there's cool stuff. So Bill's setting us up a Discord, which will take Keenan and I a little time to figure out. But it's a good place to be able to chat. Because we know a lot of times people love talking about this stuff. So it gives us all a platform to talk together. Um, like he was mentioning, being able to help us vote on different content and things. Uh, and also there's the ability if you want to maybe plan ahead. So, oh, they're talking about something, but I don't really remember that movie or that comic book. It's been a while. Um, the opportunity to get our recording schedule and our, uh, sorry, our release schedule and that sort of thing. So you know what's going on. Um, and also some fun behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, this is just, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy and it also does take a little bit of money for us to put this all together. So, um, anyone who's able, we appreciate you helping us out to make this happen. All right. So we're talking Riddler today. Woohoo! A very interesting, but very awesome comic. Today, our topic is going to be Batman One Bad Day. And it's the Riddler's issue. So basically, last year, DC did a series of one shots called One Bad Day, where they kind of did it. It was very reminiscent of the, is it the killing? Yeah, the killing joke that Mm -hmm. gives like Joker's possible backstory. He has so many, so we don't know if it's (laughs) legit or not, but it's that version's uh, his backstory. And it, I think uh, what DC wanted to do was do something reminiscent of that, but with all of the other iconic villains. So there's quite a few other ones that came out, but they're one shots and they're still longer than regular issues. They're probably like, what, maybe it feels like maybe two and a half, three issues, but it's, yeah. yeah. It it feels like, you know, when you've got a, a just a handful of issues that create a storyline, it yeah. feels like one of those. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really good one shot, but it's written by Tom King, so the dialogue in it is of phenomenal. We knew we, yeah, we knew we were gonna love it. Tom right, King, come immediately, on. Immediately, yeah. Tom, if you're listening to this, we're huge fans. 
fans, and we would love for you to come on the podcast anytime <laughs> you want. Tom King therapy, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, he's so good. He is. So good. Like you said, we knew the dialogue was going to be on point. He is. Um, And, you know, I really, so Riddler's always been one that's really interesting to me just because he is brilliant he's abs he's mm. absolutely brilliant like some some storylines he was a forensic scientist before he became a serial killer slash batman villain and and so he's always before been he got distracted with other things right yeah it's <laughs> before he had one bad day right uh there you go and and so yeah this and so these one shots i don't believe they're all like necessarily canon because there's mm. so many, like I said, there's so many different origin stories. It depends on who the writer is. But I really loved this just because, once again, it's showing how childhood trauma can mm -hmm. lead down a dark path. And this issue does some really, really different things. It does. Too. Well, and, and that's the thing with the Riddler that I find interesting. So, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you tend to know all the different source of materials better than I do, but he's his consistency is the intelligence and obviously the thinking further ahead using the whole Riddler thing, which they actually toy around with in the storyline, the fact yeah. that he kind of switches it up. But I think one of the things that I find interesting that really varies is what, what the tone is that he sets. So yeah. a I feel like when I was younger, a lot of the storylines that were coming out, he's kind of this goofball. You had like the Jim Carrey style Riddlers, you know, right. <laughs> but later on, I mean, with Zero Year and with this storyline and it just seems like these more serious renditions of him have come out. And I, I think they're all very interesting. I like them all, even though they're vastly different. Yeah, I'm not going to. Well, it's and I think it's it's because like the the modern like gritty mm. riddler he he reminds me a lot of like uh a, a a serial killer where you would watch a crime a true crime documentary on you know like he really yeah. like some of the clues that he leaves and some of the stuff that he does it's like who is this guy you know it makes <laughs> you think like think about things like btk or or zodiac killer like those guys mm. that like just left these clues and it's like okay who is it what is going on here this is crazy and you you realize that it's it's it, in this issue one of the things that shows is that it's all a game to him like it's all mm. just this game and batman's just his favorite because he's also good at his games and it's he even says in the in the issue that it's it's fun it's fun yeah. for him. Wait, uh, yeah. Well, so I'm totally jumping toward the end and stop now if you want to read it before <laughs> yes, we ruin it for you. Stop now. It's so good. Um, but it it's it's interesting too though because you're right. He enjoys the game. There there's actually a very Joker similarity there in a lot of ways. But yeah. he he kind of has more of a set of rules, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he enjoys the game. But in this comic he goes okay i enjoyed the game but i realized i'm always gonna win this isn't a challenge so let's just skip ahead to the end right and you and it's just like oh no right <laughs> it, right it kind of it, it kind of reminds me of like when you have a hobby that mm. you enjoy and then you just kind of complete it 
right? Ah, like it's like yeah. a like if 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 there's a hobby and you're like tinker, like say for instance you're like your hobby is like fixing your fixing an old car, mm. right? And then you finally fix that old car and it's ready to go, and you're like, well, I guess I'll just post more pictures of it on yep. Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he he's like, okay, I've 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 done it. I I can do it all. I've and and he he does some crazy stuff in he, this comic. Well, he dials it up a notch. He shows I've actually been holding back. You crazy is an outlandish. I've learned that that is not a good way to <laughs> describe anything nice. mental health related. Yep. <laughs> well, and and it's so interesting too because and he's not going to be the only villain I'm sure that we talk about this season right. that's like this, but. He essentially shows just how much of a an intelligence outlier he is. Oh my gosh! I mean, what are some of the things he does? He, he is he he thinks twenty steps ahead of anybody. Yes. I mean, like what was and and oh god! And then he didn't have any moral compass anymore because he was like, ah, I'm gonna win anyway, so it doesn't matter. So he kills all the crime boss spouses. Yeah. So they won't go just after. Cause. Just because. Yeah, and yeah. I mean he. He knows which cops to go after before they, you know, are actually going to go against him. And I mean, he not only is he really smart, but he doesn't hold back anymore. It's it's a very frightening. Um, It's just a very frightening version of him. And, and you find out also he was the one that um gave Joker uh, oh, yeah. the address in Killing Joke. Yep. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have all of this information. And he knows all the information about the guards and their families. And so yep. everyone's just kind of left in awe of him. And you find out, though, that he doesn't really. He he doesn't he it doesn't really face him because of the environment he was raised in, where he was mm. never smart enough. He was never good enough, no matter what he did it was never appreciated because his father who was the headmaster of his school was constantly belittling him emotionally and physically abusing him all because he hated his mother. Yeah. He hated, he hated the Riddler's mom who I guess was a sex worker. And this is a, a, a very recurring thing. People have no idea the impact they can have on young minds and mm. children and yeah. i found fault with the dad of course his dad yeah. i absolutely did not like him but i'm not gonna lie to you as an educator i was bothered by his teacher so in this in the ah. in, yeah. so in the comic edward has a teacher that at the, i guess it's an yes an english teacher and yes. one of the questions on his test is always a riddle. And if you get it wrong, he actually takes points off for it. Yeah, that's weird that it's not a bonus question. Right. I hated that. And it yeah. and it drove Edward, it drove him to a very, very dark place because he would get every single question right and then he would get the riddle wrong. And I'm like, he studied and he knows the material that he needs to know. Yeah. A riddle should not be 
on a t- oh my god, it irked me so <laughs> bad because I would never ever do that to a student where it's like, oh, sorry, you don't know the riddle, so you can't get a perfect score. Like that's some. Yeah, and I mean the 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 place that the teacher was coming from made sense, but I would agree that the way of going about it was flawed. Because uh, right. he he did talk about trying to help them get to a point where you can't just rely on memorization and I know these facts and information and the black and white of, of childhood that, that, you know, you often can have. Um, But there are ways to do that with the actual things that people are studying or doing it in ways that's not going to essentially punish. I mean, it sounds like it was just a few points, but still, and and, yeah. and now now I would say that I, I know you don't agree with this teacher, but I'm I'm assuming you don't think that the consequence for that should be your head getting bashed in on a basketball court. Absolutely not. But I would never make that test. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't think he does. I don't think that teacher deserved what he got. But I also think that some that like there should have been a step in long ago. Because in, I can't imagine losing valedictorian because I couldn't answer a teacher's dumb riddle at the end of the I didn't get val. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> so I didn't get valedictorian <laughs> because I took theater. And theater isn't an AP class. Tisk tisk. You could have been great. <laughs> I started saying it and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to sound like such a tool. But I just, I started, so I can't could've, stop now. You could have been great, but you decided but I was to waste time and I still, with I still got players. to... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wasted time with the theater kids. Yeah. Um, and I now le- you have I a podcast, a- so it worked. I think you know, I think that relates. I think you did something with that. It does. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That, that has a lot more to do with that. <laughs> I do a lot more with theater than I do with calculus. There we go. There- yeah. Oh, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story. Sorry, yeah. guys. I was, um, I, was complete- I was completely bothered by that teacher and I understood where he was coming from but this is my issue and it's something that I feel like educators run into quite a bit it's trying to teach ideals and forgetting that you also need to teach real world right because that teacher one of the things he was doing is like oh in an ideal world you don't need to worry about grades and you don't need to do this but it's like okay ideally you're absolutely right but mm-hmm. that's not where we're at right now. You teach at an insanely prestigious school yeah. where grades are literally everything and can make and break some yeah. of these students. Like, I get what you're saying, and that would be great. However, right? Yeah, and it's that's fair. it's it's kind of like when 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 he was saying that, it kind of felt like when the person driving the Ferrari gets out of their car and goes, you know, bud, money isn't everything. And it's like, <laughs> get get out of my face. I literally didn't buy a Gatorade today because I was like, mm, yep. mm. I need to save my money, right? <laughs> right? Like it's, it, it's But now like, you're like, I wish I had that Gatorade so I could pour right. it all over the upholstery like a, in your right, car. Right, right. And it's, it's <laughs> one of those, and that's what it felt like when that teacher was doing that. Like, okay, listen. This kid's being abused by the headmaster, who is his horrible dad. He does not want to hear, hey, man, there's more important things in life. Don't worry about the bad grades. Have you ever played basketball? It's like, dude, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and and it seemed like this teacher had a little bit of a sense, but also, unfortunately, what often happens, no idea of the full scope of what was really going on between right. him and his dad. So right. there was definitely that, hey, your dad's the headmaster. There's tremendous pressure for you. You're a super smart kid. Obviously, you're going to go far, but there's this added stress that, if anything, might be really tough for him, but also all this underlying stuff. And so, you know, a lot of people actually talk about adverse childhood experiences. Yeah. And I've, definitely what's going on with his dad, like you said, yeah, there's there's abusive stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of emotional and I can't remember if they showed it, but they definitely alluded to physical abuse as well. I got kind of like kind of trying to make it see. I think he thought he was doing corporal punishment kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like I'm, you know, teaching him a lesson, but eh, it, it didn't really fit. Punishment didn't fit the crime, just like the uh, basketball stuff. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, there was all this stuff going on underneath the surface. And I think a lot of times we think that if if things are bad, it's going to be really obvious. Right. But unfortunately, a lot of times what actually happens is it just becomes so insulated. Mm-hmm. And there's almost this like added protective layer around the outside where there are oftentimes you, you have no idea. Like that teacher could kind of tell there was some tension, but it did not seem like he was fully aware. Right. I really, that was one thing. It's like this comic was full of phenomenal things and great motifs and it was just all this good stuff and i got so annoyed by that teacher who took off eight points was it, eight? it was eight he got a 92 on the test because he missed that riddle at the end and i'm like are you kidding me like that's almost the whole letter grade and that's like come on <laughs> well it, but here's the thing though is that there, uh, this is actually, it's kind of an example I, I relate to quite a bit because for some people, they feel so trapped within the system they're in and they don't see a way out that they may, I mean, I mean this is obviously taken to the extreme, murdering the, the teacher on the basketball court, but I'm being punished in all these big ways and I don't see a way out. And then that's when people start reacting in these ways that you go, what is go you you Honestly, a lot of times you think, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And a lot of times there's these things like this where um, just this level of unfairness and the tensions build and you don't see an escape hatch anywhere. And then, you know, you have all this other stuff going on, like with the family, with this guy and the straw breaks the camel's back, the eight points of the riddle. And he even tried to cheat. And this is a kid who does not need to cheat. Right. This is a very, very smart kid who seems to want to play by the rules. I mean, it took a lot for him to get to the point of trying to look up the answer. Then he gets busted. I mean, all these tensions layer on yeah, top. Yeah, it just kept and then, getting worse and worse. Yep. And then he just broke. Oh, gosh. At that point, and it's funny because it, it's still one of those things where he ended up overcorrecting. Because, of mm. course, this is how he became the Riddler. Right? Yeah. Like, he still is like, oh, you want me to answer your joke? Fine, I'll answer your joke for you. And it was, and that just became his thing. Yep. That just became his whole stick. And 
it was almost like Batman was cool with it because it was like, okay, I know your deal. Yeah. I solved your riddle. Nobody dies. And I break your arm and throw you in jail. Right. Like that's just. Everybody's happy. Right. Everyone's (laughs) happy. Everyone's happy. And, And it's fine. And then there's something in the Riddler that just kind of snaps. Well, and then he finds out about his mom. And he finds out about his mom. And it was it was really heartbreaking because he just goes to her and he asks her a thousand questions, doesn't even give her a chance to answer. And then he kills her. Mm-hmm. He kills her. And it's all this pent up rage. And what's so sad about it is at one point, Batman goes to the father and mm. the father's not the least bit remorseful. He's yeah. he's not remorseful. He doesn't realize the error of his ways. In fact, he think he still thinks he's the hero. And yeah. it just made me think about how often the people that negatively impact us the most aren't even bothered yeah. by what they did. And it's one of the sayings that I, I've heard is they're dogs that just bite. And I think it was also a line they mm. used that the Joker used in the the dark night he's like i'm just a dog running after cars like it's just what i do there's just some people that will just bite you and you will it will completely ruin your day it will can wreck your life and in reality it didn't bother them at all like they're so, completely fine with it so so here's the thing technically all dogs that have mouths which i think they would probably need the mouth to survive can bite I promise I don't hate dogs. (laughs) Maybe there are certain dogs that, you know, maybe if a dog has their jaw wired shut for some reason or something else, maybe those dogs can't bite. But technically, most if not all dogs can bite. There are a variety of different reasons that they might. And there are a variety of reasons that a dog could bite you, hurt you, and either not care or not realize that they hurt someone around, right? Like just taking that analogy a step further. And the, yeah, you know, it's amazing how much we can do these like Olympian level hurdles in our minds to see the world a certain way. So um, there, there are a lot of different videos and things out there about like, how do you debate someone and change their mind and how sealed our brains can get? And we oftentimes think of, you know, oh, that person over there is delusional um, because usually we're thinking of someone who maybe they think the CIA is watching them or um, they think aliens have put a microchip in their brain or something like that. But and they get stuck in that and they, and they can't kind of see the information to to help them see, OK, that isn't the likely scenario. But we all do it. We all get stuck in our ways and and yeah. refuse to to be moved. Absolutely. And and this shows how harmful that can really be and also how unfair Because here is this story of someone and these adverse childhood experiences, this direct harm his father did. And here's the tricky thing for a lot of people with trauma or or even things that that don't end up trauma level, but are particularly hurtful to us. It can be really hard to move on when there's not that acknowledgement for one reason or another. True. 
And the Riddler, one thing that is clear, his father is never going to acknowledge his role in the hurt that led to the Riddler. Right. And that reverberates out. Yeah. It reverberates out in in, in him becoming the Riddler, this, this reality of being stuck. Um, his dad's lack of acknowledgement probably led to the hatred he has for his mother. It, it's reverberating out in all these ways. And it really is a way that, that folks with trauma in particular, when it gets to that level, you can just get really stuck because it can be so hard to not get that validation. And like you said, though, it, it usually doesn't impact the other person the way it's impacting you. And that that part often really, really hits hard. Yeah, and it's and what the the impact in this particular issue. It's funny because you know we're focusing on supervillains this season, but it's still like this "what if" scenario of mm. what if the theatrics stopped and yeah, a Batman villain just didn't have a gimmick, but was also <laughs> ultra brilliant, yep. right? And 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 it was absolutely terrifying because I mean. Some of Batman's villains don't, even though their gimmick isn't heavy, they're not mm. nearly as brilliant. Like Victor Zaz. Right. Victor Zaz is simply yeah. serial killer, marks himself every time he get takes a victim, right? But yeah. he's he's not this brilliant person. Batman normally finds him in a corner, breaks both of his arms, throws him in jail. That's uh, his yes. thing. Uh, Zaz is not on our list, but... What an intriguing villain. We may need to add him. Yeah, he's he's in he can be intriguing at times. I mean, he's I, like I said, he's like I that's mean, his thing though. Like that's it. But psychologically. <laughs> yeah, psycholo- yeah, it's just yeah, he's that's true. That's I'll give you that. Yeah, we can do we can do a case study on Victor's ass. You're not convinced. We'll talk we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll we see can if it's put worth Victor's it. ass where we had Star Trek. Rude. Rude. Are you seriously going to do this every episode this season? Nope. Every episode this season, you're going to find a way to. Nope. (laughs) Nope. This is not. This is not a Star Trek William podcast. Back to the Riddler. Thank you very much. Uh, You know. You know. uh, So you were mentioning that that this is kind of hitting on a what if, like what if you had this spin and the limits were taken away, the rules were taken away, and what's interesting too is I, I love in the end Batman goes. Well, the only way to beat him is to no longer follow my rules. And oh so essentially gosh. alluding to him yeah. killing the Riddler. Oh. Yeah, because you you find out that basically, because at the beginning, there is a murder. And yes. what they're trying to figure out is why Riddler did it. Because that's his whole thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a riddle to solve. And the big, the, the, the big reveal is he did it randomly. Mm-hmm. because no more riddles. And it was just to prove a point to Batman, like, hey, I can just kill people at random and you will not be able to save them because I'm thinking 30 steps ahead of you. Well, and also, if you do anything... Yes, if you do stop anything... Me, I will kill a random person. If you watch me, if you have police surveillance listening into me, like, he, he just, mm-hmm. he's thinking, like, 30 steps ahead of everyone and it's just it's it's phenomenal because it's like man i knew he was good but i didn't know he was this good and at one point he even talks to batman about like yeah i went to your house a couple times 
I oh, snooped yeah. around there. I broke in. I saw your mom's pearl that you saved. That's crazy. Uh, but didn't he yeah. also say, like, I saw that stash of money. I took one one $1 bill. So now you know what happened to that because I'm sure you noticed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's one of those things. And as he's talking, he's like, you know, for a while we did have fun. And you were good. And I enjoyed it. But I don't enjoy it anymore. And so I'm just going to live my life. And you're not going to touch me. And anyone that gets in my way, I'm going to murder them. I'm going to kill them. And so the city is in is absolutely terrified mm-hmm. by this person to the point that Gordon can't keep cops on the force. Yep. The the, the banks are like, if you see him, give him whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just living in fear of this man that's like five chess games ahead of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And there is essentially only one way to stop him. And like you said, those rules that are in place have to be batman has to break it and it's funny because one thing about comic books that is very very convenient for superheroes is there's a lot of the times there's hardly ever a shade of gray Mm. uh it's one of the things people hate it so much about uh man of steel because man of steel put in a position it's like okay superman if you don't snap zod's neck right now he's gonna kill those people what are you gonna do and the world went nuts because Soup and and nuts in a comic book way. I that's not a real way to describe mental health. I'm gonna keep making sure <laughs> I, I stick love on it. that. Look at you. I'm gonna keep Look making sure you. to stick on that. But yeah, they a lot of people lost it because they're like, oh my god, Superman killed someone. How could he? And I'm like, but did but did you don't get it? Like he was in a situation and he couldn't stop it. And Henry Cavill's great. And like, see, like you don't get it. <laughs> Like I, I kept I defended it to the bone because I loved that they put him in this morally ultra gray mm. situation, and yep. they put Batman in this situation, and they let you know. By the way, he can't even calculate his way out yep. of this one. Well, and it was so interesting because, and, and this happens to us as people. You have we all have our blind spots, and the interesting thing about the Riddler is. I'm smarter than everyone else, which is true. Right. He's proving that as he goes along, that he is, in fact, able to calculate ahead of everyone. I'm able to calculate ahead of everyone. I'm smarter than everyone else. Um, I'm going to stop playing by the rules. But because he is smarter than everyone else and he's able to think ahead, he's making a false assumption that no one else is going to do the same sort of thing. And especially not, you know, Batman, who... Um, he sees as having this higher moral ground. Uh, but yeah, it is very interesting. And, you know, one one of the things too that is kind of sad about this is it, is it does seem like, you know, once again, he had this opportunity to meet his mom. Yeah. So he finds out his mom's alive. Uh, she he He knew from the beginning in not so nice ways from his father that she was... You know, she had sex for money, and ironically, though they they hint at the fact that he got his smarts from her, uh, yeah. Which I just think, like, oh, your dad's such an ass. He's um, the worst. He's, he's the, the worst. absolute worst. But what's so sad for everyone is, so he finds out about his mom. He goes to meet her, and he he essentially tells Batman later that he had the opportunity to find out 
what happened and why she wasn't there and just find out things. And he, and he was like, and I, I couldn't do it. Instead, I killed her. I killed yeah. her before she had a chance to share anything with me. He, he couldn't handle it. And he took that opportunity away from himself. And it reverberated out so far that he said, I, I quit. I quit it all. And I'm taking everyone down with me. You know, what's what's interesting about that is I want to know what the opposite outcome would have been. Would he mm. have just been a happier Riddler or would he have just given it all mm. up, right? If he had gotten the answers that he wanted, like what would I don't have, think he would have given up. Right. I think he went too far down that path. That's a good question, though. What would, right? Like, I wonder I what would have happened. Like, would it have been one of those things like, huh? Cool. I think he would have been I a happier Riddler. Always Maybe I won't always wear green. Like maybe I'll change it up. <laughs> like what would have what would have happened there, right? Like I don't, and it's because yeah, yeah, I don't. I really don't think at that point he would have been like, oh, I'm gonna change my ways. You know what? I'd make a great accountant, right? Like I really don't <laughs> think that's how that would no. have gone down. But he 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 turned harder. So I I I think. I think if he had been able to do it, he would have gotten softer. I agree with you that he would still be the Riddler. He still would have gone through all of these things. Maybe eventually he'd get to a point where he sets it aside or or maybe he'd turn into more like a Catwoman right. kind of character where it's like not cleanly good or bad. I could see it maybe going that direction. But it's also, you know, what what did he rob from himself in that moment? Yeah. He, he essentially became his dad. Oof. And this happens where the the abuser becomes so implanted in you that you almost end up abusing yourself by not on purpose mm-hmm. but they're they're so ingrained in you you start beating yourself up in in ways that are similar like you're saying the same things to yourself that they said to you it almost feels like he was essentially playing his dad's role of removing the potential for some healing taking that out of the equation for him it's sad and yeah and the thing is this entire issue is about what happens when there are no more rules and it just Mm. like you said it reverberates because the riddler suddenly has no more rules so the cops working for gordon suddenly have no more rules they're shooting each other and all kind of chaos is breaking loose that was and it was yeah and so nothing is making sense and it's all it's all a ripple effect from him almost just like this tsunami that keeps getting bigger and bigger and what's Mm -hmm. even more heartbreaking is at one point the guy that was killed at the beginning bruce wayne develops like a friendly relationship with the widow and at one point he goes Mm -hmm. and talks to her and he just tells her hey your husband was the victim of one of riddler's games that just went wrong and she's devastated because she's like this isn't the way it's supposed to work the way Mm -hmm. it's supposed to work is you live in gotham these people break out of arkham batman saves us and throws them back in arkham this isn't how it works and i think that's what snaps something in bruce that's Mm. like time to change the game because yeah. more than anything, I got into this to keep what happened to me from happening yeah. to anyone else. And the Riddler even makes a point of saying, you're pretty simple, Bruce. Like, he's like, by the way, first off, I know you're Bruce, whatever. 
but you're also <laughs> very simple. Crime is bad. You stop it. Mm-hmm. I lost my parents to violence. I can't let that happen to someone else. He's like, you're simple. My life is a lot more complicated than yours. And so it's, it's, I just, I, I love the way it's written. It's very dark. It's very bleak. Yeah, and I love that. It feels, it it feels more realistic. Like this felt yeah. closer to the Riddler that we saw in the Batman, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah. like, "I'm upset. I'm angry, and someone has to catch this. Someone has to catch this." But what's interesting is and that was that that was the riddler from the batman but what's interesting about this riddler is at the end of it he seems almost content like he just Mm -hmm. like it's not even content necessarily but he just wants to be left alone yeah he just wants to be left alone and i don't even know if he necessarily if people had left him alone i wonder if he still would have been killing or finding a reason to kill just interacting with anyone but well that's i think that's the thing though is he wants to be left alone but he doesn't yeah he he wants he wants to want to be left alone yeah because if he wanted to be left alone he would have never gone to see his mom that's true and that's the thing this this like internal push and pull um because he he seems like someone who wants to connect why else would he have been playing these games for all those years with batman why like i said why else would he even go to see his mom granted didn't go the way he planned but he didn't go there to kill her or at least that that doesn't seem like that was his initial motivation but it's hard and and he's not getting what he needs out of those interactions and so he's trying his best to yeah. want to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. And so gosh, I just I thought it was I thought it was really it interesting that ripple effect and at the same time yeah. I got to ask that teacher just made those riddles extra credit. <laughs> Where would we be right now? <laughs> Where I'm just where how would it have gone? Yeah. I know it would have probably still gone bad down the line somewhere, but it wouldn't have gone bad there. Do you think he would have like smart alecky done something to get that teacher because he found the riddles annoying and then that teacher would have become the Riddler? Ooh. There we go. There okay. we go. We're gonna have to redo the what if. There you go. There we're you gonna, go. What if we're gonna have to fan fiction this thing? Let's do it. Uh <laughs> because yeah, because I mean the thing. The thing too, because the the it wasn't even the riddle aspect. It's the fact that he was going to get reported for cheating. Yeah, because he he cheated because the he was just like I'm just going to look up the answer to this riddle because I'm tired of being beat by my abusive father because of this stupid riddle. And I'm yeah. like, it's bad because I lost focus and focused way more on the teacher. And his testing systems and being bothered by it as a teacher mm-hmm. myself. Um uh I I I lost I I could not focus on anything but that. And then when he was like, it was the only one I missed, and I got a 92. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like I was just oh, <laughs> I was I could not believe the nerve of this. Team. 
Sure. But the that's absolute the thing, <laughs> What happened to you is exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Where that wasn't... Okay, I'm not saying that's not a problem. Like, okay, someone should maybe like get that teacher to change what they're doing. I hear you. Yeah. I agree with it. Right. And... If the test is on that... the count of Monte Cristo, there shouldn't be a riddle at the end. <laughs> but the thing is, is that... <laughs> Maybe there are students who it's the uh, difference between pass and fail, and then it leads to, you know, whatever. But that wasn't truly the problem happening for him. Right. But it's it pulled his focus. Yes. Which, once once again, this can often happen because the abuse and, I mean, that's his father. Mm-hmm. He, he's a kid. He's not going to see any escape from that. And by the way, he probably doesn't know there's something to escape. Yeah, because at that point, usually kids are like, well, this is normal, right? This is just how family is. So not only does he not know how to escape, but he probably doesn't even realize yet that, hey, this is wrong. And so all of that pent up stuff and gunk building up in him, it gets shifted and the focus ends up on the teacher, which I just love that this happened to you, too. Yes. (laughs) Uh, For different reasons, obviously, more like educator to educator, but still very interesting. But a lot of times that's how a lot of times that's how, uh, you know, trauma and horrible things work, isn't it? It's like whatever happens to you, it comes out somewhere else. Yeah. Right. It comes out some somewhere somewhere else where you get way too angry at being caught by a Mm -hmm. red light or. Yep. You get way too angry at something a politician did, right? Yep. Like it ruins, it's mm-hmm. something that ruins your day to the point where yep. it's like, this is too much. It's like, there's this trauma and I'm angry, but then mm-hmm. also they were out of glazed donuts today. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to, this cashier is really going to get it right now. Yep. And it's like, yep. okay, that cashier did not deserve that. Just the same way that horrible English teacher didn't deserve <laughs> to die. Horrible, horrible teacher. Yes. Deserve to die. Absolutely not. Right. Uh, And so, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where, honestly, I will say you have to practice. You have to practice mindfulness. Right. And and just realize that, you know. The horrible meeting with your boss is not your kid's fault. Right. The the late. The 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 late bill is not that cashier's fault, right? Which actually you're hitting on a great point. You know, we've been talking about trauma because that's what he experienced, but it can happen in these smaller ways too, where mm-hmm. absolutely things kind of transfer and, and you you you're focused on holding it together with whatever it is that's causing a problem, but you're not focusing on holding it together when this other random little thing happens somewhere else. And so that's where it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely. And I and you're right. It is a good reminder. And mindfulness is a great way of pausing, stepping back from yourself, kind of observing, whoa, what's going on with me? And where might all this stuff be coming from? And then I also just want to put a plug for the trauma piece, which is trauma treatments do work. They're hard because part of also what creates these reverberations for for people is the the trauma piece is really hard. And and your your brain and your body is having all these reactions to it. And the last thing you want to do is is want to have to live with all that trauma stuff more than you already do. So you try and shove it in a closet usually. 
Um, and the problem is, is that the closet starts getting stuffed and stuffed and stuffed until things are just kind of like falling out of it just in your everyday whatever. And so what you need to do is open the closet and essentially go and, and face what has this trauma done to create these issues I'm having in life. But there's yeah. a number of different treatments that are very effective for this sort of thing that I'm just throwing it out there because there are people that are listening that probably are really connecting to some of the things we're describing about this. Yeah. And there are ways that you can talk to someone to help you sort through that so it's not happening for you anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I really love this issue. Uh, it was just, it was really good. And yeah, it just, when I, we always talk about how we love Tom King. I think it's because he's just good at making you think. Like, it's mm. one of those things, like, after you read it, you're not even necessarily thinking about Batman. You're, like, relating it. Yeah. It, it's like, man, like, I really, really enjoyed that. So I, I, do, I do have to ask before we wrap here, as far as him being a villain goes, you know, with yeah. our, our villain theme, I still definitely think the Riddler is quite villainous. Like, even though we saw yeah. why he is the way he is, it's like, mm, no pass. I'm going to say no pass for that. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. So there's this, there's this delicate balance or thin line between explaining why we do the things we do and excusing the things we do. Very true. And they're, those are different things. So we're seeing all these things that help explain what happened for this character. And I would agree he is fully aware and culpable of his own actions and they are quite frightening. Right. And he's essentially closed his emotions and, and feelings and connection to other people. He's closed those off more and more and more. Is it because of trauma? Yes. Does that mean he's not responsible for his own actions? No. He's still responsible for those things and oh boy, is it scary. Yeah. And one all right. One other thing I was gonna ask about his dad. He was like in the middle of nowhere, hiding in a cabin. I take it he's been <laughs> just basically living his life off the grid, hiding from Edward. Is that what you picked up on? Maybe. That's what I picked up on. <laughs> I mean, that that wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. I think, and and they definitely alluded to him just drinking himself to death. Right, but at the same time, time, I don't buy it because I'm like, if Batman could find you. Surely, oh, yeah. his son could totally find in him. this day, yeah, in this particular Edward Nigma could definitely find you, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's hiding so much as not caring anymore about anything. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting. It's an interesting question. I, uh, yeah, who knows where Dad lies at this point? But it, yeah. it's it's too bad he doesn't take more credit for the terrible things he did. I don't think we gave too much away about this one i think we talked about it enough that i really hope people go and buy it like i said it's a yep. one shot batman one bad day the riddler i think the name of the issue itself is dreadful reigns like r-e-i-n-s and so yeah it's really good definitely yeah. definitely check it out and definitely get treatment for your trauma thanks for nerding out with us i'm clinical psychologist dr amelia brown and I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. 
Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.